Welcome back to the Nonprofit Podcast. It's me, Michael, our guest of the year, Josh Goldstein, <laughs> a.k.a. Farb the Bear Jew, mm. and of course, the lovely Aaron Blevins. How's it going? <laughs> you know, you guys are the only people who, like, I still hear Bear Jew from. It's wild. Really? Yeah. yeah everybody else is, it's been long forgotten. I didn't even know you uh, when that was your handle, but right, once I knew weird. that was the handle, yeah, I was like, it comes out sold. of your mouth more than it comes out of anyone else's mouth that I sold. Know. Yeah. Uh, I spent like a, four days in Miami with you at one point and never knew your first name. Yeah, oh, really? that's not. What did you uncommon. call him? Probably Farb? Farb. Yeah, Farb or the Bear Jew because that's a fucking phenomenal character. Yeah, good times. Why character. did you get rid of that? Because um, he's an e- anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I hate Jews. No, <laughs> literally, though, ESPN was like, "Can you change your handle?" I just want to clarify that your last name last name is Goldstein. For yes. anybody that just heard you say, "I hate Jews," yeah, I don't understand. Who I am, in fact, a Jew, <laughs> a singular Jew. Yeah. <laughs> I represent the Jewish nation. I am a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm like Al Sharpton. I'm here to speak on behalf of the Jews. You, I might not care about your culture, your race, but are you an anti-Yosemite? <laughs> Are you a brown sauce that you pour over a meat sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of meat, I believe that's what we came here to talk about today. Oh, we're going to talk about diet. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about carnivore diet. What did you want to talk about, Eric? I wanted to talk about carnivore diet because um, you guys have done the carnivore diet pretty strict now for a while, right? I wouldn't say that. I mean, I wouldn't say strict. Well, Josh has. I've done a lot of very, very strict periods. I did eat a croissant today, but I didn't see it. I did not. Did you Instagram about it? Do you feel like you won the day? Okay, then it didn't happen. Kind of. I do feel better when I don't have carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are like specific carbohydrates. I think any of them. So I have a hard time kind of delineating, I guess, between the two. Because every time I have a, I want all. Well, you also say carbohydrates, and you usually mean like cookies. Sure. Like, like that. But even if I just do rice, like I don't feel great. I don't feel as good. I'd agree with that. Um, how do you feel when you feel not as good with something like rice, not cookies? Sure. I just like, a, I don't want to say heavier in the sense of like the scales heavier, but like my body feels like it's holding on to more than what it was. And I get like Isn't carbohydrates, t- doing water, yeah. but it, it doesn't make me feel good hmm. the way it like, I get it. Like the scale goes up a few pounds. I don't care about that. But like, I physically feel like I have like a weight vest on or something. Do you dislike muscles? I don't dislike muscle at all. <laughs> is it because you're already so big that the added weight is just cumbersome, like from the glycogen in the water? It could be. He doesn't know he's big. That's what he's been walking around with. That's true. I do have uh, body dysmorphia that I believe I'm a small person. We all do. <laughs> we wouldn't be here if we didn't. There's body like dysmorphia. some five foot nothing men running around that think they're like seven feet tall, like the little chihuahuas of the powerlifting world or <laughs> whatever you want to call the dog that's this big. Yeah. If we had you a YouTube account, it'd be about two There's, inches. But. Like, it's hard to fathom this, but if you conceptualize for, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of years, probably at least, I'm guessing just wildly, 180,000 years of human existence, they didn't see themselves. 
that wasn't a part except of for water maybe yeah but, but even like, that like you didn't have this crystal clear image of a mirror and being like that's me right and you're thinking of like water in the reflection of like a very clean a pool have yeah. you ever been to the amazon there's no fucking reflection <laughs> right. there right like maybe a pond here and there you're like oh whoa that's what i am and you would look at other people and be like i probably look a lot like that like <laughs> cuz you can sure. kind of and they probably also didn't give a shit uh, no and they didn't see uh that i think it was kind of on that um movie that we watched about photographer uh what's his name oh um sebastian yeah uh, yeah what a, Salgado. so when he went salt and, of the earth yeah so yeah. when he went and visited those uh south american native uh indians they they don't really they were like he would show them a picture and they'd be like what am i looking at they were like totally confused like they didn't even know it was that how they would you know what you them. look like right you don't you just, yeah, you wouldn't. Wouldn't. you're like oh you crazy i have that big dish in my mouth i forgot that i had that or you could be like oh that person's got legs like i have and, and you're if, like yeah it's you <laughs> and we do a really good job about ignoring what we look like like in the mirror i see that like this used to be a syndrome when i was doing hair quite a bit and i, I you could talk to kate about it because i bet she knows all about it you quit looking at yourself in the mirror oh i believe it because you're standing in front of one all day sure and so it like kind of weirds you out so you always look at everything but yourself so every once in a while i still have kind of that habit i don't look in the mirror very much and then when i see a picture of my tattoo or something i forget that i had it i'm like oh yeah Oh, I there forgot that my entire back is tattooed. <laughs> Whoops. That uh, that explains your haircut. It totally <laughs> does. Well, my toddler mullet. If you knew what we were looking at, <laughs> I, then I might change. Well, I, 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 I might, I think. But I wonder what that does for like the human psyche, right? I mean, we obviously know uh, people are all self-conscious about all different kinds of things about their appearance, like minute things that no one else notices. But you can sit there in the mirror all day and pick and part every little thing about yeah. yourself. Oh, well, this is what I'd say about carnivore diet. If I wanted to look my best, if I was like self-obsessed, which maybe I kind of am and don't realize it, but if I was, I don't know if I would choose that as like the diet um, that would make you look the best because you tend to look a little bit flat. Sure. Right? Like the lack if of- If you don't have the carbs, yes. If you're really strict, right? And even then, I'm like, I can't do the honey thing. It's just overpowering. Like, yeah, the honey's so sweet for me. Yeah, the, the the parts of carnivore diet where you have to be like really strict about you know eating a certain amount of uh, organ meat every day, all of those things are really hard to palate if you haven't developed the taste for it. <clears throat> right. Um, and I think like a little bit of I don't whatever you say cookies I say like you say rice I don't like rice uh, some potato I'm okay with I think carbohydrates through just whatever treat you want is probably fine because it's all to me kind of the same mechanism assuming there isn't something else in that treat that causes you some discomfort right. or inflammation yeah right. which is what I, mean, I found yeah ice i feel better if i eat ice cream than yes. i do if i eat white rice 100 yeah. percent. yeah which no is doubt. very strange sure uh i haven't played with rice very much strangely enough i played with some vegetables and do not like them yeah. vegetables are a disaster i want to clarify when we say ice cream we mean like coffee vanilla and maybe chocolate not like, like candy not, and yeah, shit. Not yeah, not like a Ben and Jerry's Americone Dream, which is delicious. <laughs> but yeah, but like candy. Coffee Haagen-Dazs has four ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. worst one, I don't know if you want to clarify worst or not, but it was like cane sugar, yeah. coffee, milk, and... Cream and eggs. Eggs. Yeah, yeah, eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eggs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're... if There's a couple brands that bring it down to the bare minimum. Mm -hmm. And it, that is going to minimize whatever kind of weird irritants you're going to get in your system. And when I yeah. eat those... I feel 
mostly totally fine. But remember, like I had that Talenti last time I was here and I had the worst like constipation, irritation in my stomach. I was miserable for days. That's interesting. But I can like that was the only sort of like anomaly in this whole thing. Do you think like eating in a very strict way kind of sets you up for failure in a little bit? Because although you might feel good most of the time. Yeah. You really notice when you don't feel good and it kind of destroys you a little bit. It does, but like if I feel that much better all the other time. Yeah. And also, I can just choose not to eat those things. So where have you landed now? Cuz you eat a little bit of bread and some other things, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I've I've found that I felt really really good when I was like pure meat. Mm-hmm. Um my mood was amazing, my energy was amazing. I sort of felt like my my like emotional state was in a really really great place. And I, I just needed almost like, and not even like in a workout sense, mm-hmm. I needed a little bit more go throughout the day. Yeah, that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. And and I when I started adding in some dairy, mm-hmm. uh, and I, for me, like raw goat's milk just is the best. I have zero problems with it. If I drink, because I drink like a liter of it every day, <clears throat> if I do that with, with cow's milk, I just like I feel just a little squirrely. Even raw, cow's even milk? raw. But if it's if it's it's the amount. If I have a whole <clears throat> bottle of it, yeah, I'll sort of get a little weird. Um, but mostly uh, raw dairy, and then honey, and then I'll I I noticed like one day I was just super super hungry, and I couldn't stomach meat. I was feeling kind yeah. of sick, and so I ate a whole loaf of bread, and I was like. I feel, I feel totally good. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, with, with almond butter and yeah, jelly on but, it. But like I had a a, a, a burger mm-hmm. from some place that like cooks onions into the burger. Yeah. And I was a mess. See, that's so weird because even when I was super, super strict on carnivore, um, onions didn't bother me. Mushrooms didn't bother me. Like I would still cook onions into like soups to flavor them. Or like I would make broth. I, I can do like, a, I oh, think there's something. I'd, I'd be curious to know for you, Josh, and I don't know the place, maybe you do, if it was the onions or like the oils they cooked the burger and the onions yeah, in that got trapped in yeah. the burger. If it was so, like a canola, peanut oil kind of bullshit. The thing is, I've had two instances. One was where there's like a, a local place in Venice where they cook the onions into the burger. And another time was in and out where I got Flying Dutchman and my friend's got flying dutchman with onions in them and it sort of like crossed into my situation like cross the grill contamination or yeah but like there were little it's onions. like what a vegan is afraid of <laughs> right like there's like a little bit of butter that gets another thing yeah vegans it happens but but there were yeah. there were onions in my burgers oh, yeah, and yeah. i was just like i'm destroyed i'm hungry like i'm just gonna eat this thing yeah and it, it caused me some problems so you think I, I mean people have reported onions and garlic being kind of an irritant yeah sometimes but i have no problems yeah. like i can i can eat that mushrooms garlic kind of in bulk i mean it's very individual and i think that's kind of what the whole point is yeah is eating something like carnivore which suppose especially if it's strict meat Mm -hmm. removes all the potential irritants and then you can play with things i guarantee you there are people with gluten intolerance celiac fodmap issues they'd have one piece of bread and they would be a mess for days yeah so what do you think like because i i feel like the big benefit is like um kind of tuning in to how you feel with like getting rid of everything and having, you know, all meat diet, which is pretty nutritious food. I think there's some inherent traps that follow that. A, 
the sociability of it for most people. For us, it works fine because we don't give a fuck about other people. Like, <laughs> True. Plus, we like, all do it together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If we easy. go out to eat, if I ordered like three steaks, no one's going to be like, what the fuck, man? Right. Like, but you do have friends that would do that, and I wouldn't hang out with those people because sure. they'd be like, "What do you mean, what the fuck? You just ate a bread of loaf, like a, a loaf of bread before you got, you know, your appetizer salad, and then you ate like a chicken breast with a bunch of fucking rice and sauce, and then you ordered dessert." And I'd be like, "That's fucking disgusting to me." But that's how most people order their food, <laughs> right? Uh, they like a, a lot of variety. So the traps that I see in it, though, are like the the social problems for most people. Uh, just getting over that, but that's just like called being an adult and explaining what it is you're doing to other people and not caring about their opinion. The other thing I think is maybe what Keegan falls into the trap of is like whenever you break it, you really break it. If yeah. you go into like a deep binge type, yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's like you know, I do get caught in that. You know what I imagine? Oh yeah, you know what I imagine? Keegan's uh, diet. Like I have like this meme in my head. Whenever he's like, "Man, I went up off the rails." I imagine that guy that's like on ice on a lake that's like slipping and he's about to catch himself and he's like oh and he does it and you're like oh he's gonna make it and then he falls and like hits his face first and you're like oh God. he did the worst thing possible that's how i imagine keegan when he goes off the rails he really goes and that's what we used to call diving head first where you're like you can have a cookie and be like i'm satisfied but i think the guilt involved or the whatever mechanism that you know the reaction of eating sugar and being like oh man that tastes really good I think that reaction causes you to just be like, I'm going to destroy everything. Yeah, you end up looking like... Um, it's totally normal. Uh, like, oh, I, no. I, I, yeah. it, well, it doesn't happen to me a lot. Well, it probably does. It's it's that's. No, it's that, I don't think it lost. It's that scene in a uh, Groundhog Day where Bill Murray's at the diner <laughs> and he puts the whole cake in his mouth <laughs> and he's just the whole thing is like covered with pancakes and every single treat because he's like, well, I don't give a fuck. I live forever. Yeah, yeah. starts lighting up a cigarette kind yeah. of thing. You're like, well, all all bets are off now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's definitely <laughs> that's like me. <laughs> but even then, like I think the what it is that you binge on mm -hmm. is way worse than how much food you eat. And I think the problem like with the the fitness industry as a whole got way too centered around purely body composition, yeah. right? So all calories calorie calories out, calories in as far as nutrition goes, calories burned during exercise. Sure. Without and and again that goes back to like the kind of foresight thing. It's like, okay, how good will you look over the next few weeks or months but then at some point your health deteriorates. Like if you're a woman like you stop having periods, right? If you're eating mm -hmm. these super low fat diets, you know, and you're, you're eating like you can, you can eat high carb and you can fit all your little treats in at some point, like your digestion is going to go to shit. Your metabolism is going to go to shit. So if, if I like, if I go nuts on food for the most part, it's just like a bunch of sourdough and butter, like ice cream, mm -hmm. like a bunch of cheese. Mm -hmm. And I probably feel sluggish the next day from just like doing that to myself yeah. as far as the load. And especially if it's high in carbs, mm -hmm. but the next day, two days later, Everything kind of is back to normal. Yeah. It's just I might probably put on a little bit more fat than I otherwise would have. Do Do you know what <laughs> Do you know the analogy is to like the current condition where people are using some algorithm to track their calorie balance, which is very fucking inaccurate to begin with. Like what you expend and what you take in isn't like how people do it is just fucking absurd they're using like their garment and they're like i knew that i burned six thousand calories on that th half an hour run. <laughs> and they're like i knew i deserved this fucking thing that i could do it's the equivalent of like the election ballot right now like <laughs> counting like it's it, it makes no fucking sense 
Nobody has any idea. There's a bunch of experts being like, what we know right now, you know, your fucking meme that you posted, the, the like the map with, with the, the crayons. crayons, the crayons all over it. That's essentially the state of nutrition where people are like, well, you need to reach a calorie balance, which is awesome to stay. Like, you know, that makes sense. Like that's equilibrium. Um, but also heart impossible to know because you have you have really no idea what your body's doing on the day and what it's using what for what what you do know is like the most dense nutrition possible in the smallest amount of calories possible is the best way to go for most of your food i hate that way i really do like i'm a food volume person like my psychology needs food volume sure but so I'm not saying it can't I'm not saying you can't have a lot of food. I'm just saying like those foods do you the best because yeah, if you try to do it any other way, you're not going to be able to track like you're not going to be able to make up all those deficits from the food choices you make. For so sure. if I just start tracking the amount of food or even the amount of food in macros, like the two most important things for body composition, bar no, it really is. Mm -hmm. But if those are all I'm tracking, you're like I end up eating Pop-Tarts and shit. At a certain point, your micronutrient deficiencies catch up. It's going to yeah. it's gonna play. And that has to do with actually, and this is something that not a lot of people consider, is like your emotional state while eating heavily influences what you eat. Oh, for sure. And if you think that food affects hormones, which it does, like right off the bat, it's insulin. That's a fucking hormone. That's antagonized into all other things, cortisol. And eventually cortisol becomes um, adrenaline. Like all of these things start pulling on each other eventually you get to serotonin. And when you don't feel good a certain way, you're going to eat a certain way. And that reinforces the bad eating habits. So that, although we don't understand exactly how that works, psychology and food is fucking huge. So Rob Wolf actually just posted today on his Instagram of a study, sleep-deprived mice mm -hmm. find way more reward, reward, in, reward in cocaine. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So just right. sleep depriving somebody, which let's be honest, most people are sleep deprived, is going to lead them to do more irrational shit because yeah. it makes them feel good. I mean, I've for sure been eating more carbs the last eight days, and there's been a lot of shit going on and with my dad here Stress, and all that yeah. bullshit. Um, but to like not eat carbs has been like a struggle. Yeah, yeah. You feel like you need them to <laughs> like support some yeah, kind of Yeah, I don't generally like, like, I don't think about food daily mm -hmm. per se, but like the last four days or five days or six days has been like, Man, I wish I had cookies in here. I wish I had ice cream, which turns into like two days of not having it. Yeah, yeah. And then the third day of having all of it. Do you know what's weird is like on like strict carnivore where we're like eating ice cream with it. Like so the majority of our calories are meat. Right. And then I'd eat like a quart of vanilla ice cream at night or something, which doesn't make up very much of the actual calorie. It ends up being like 800 calories or something. For sure. Court. Um, no cravings whatsoever. Nothing. I, I had no desire to eat anything outside of that and then if you make a slight deviation a slight switch where like i'll put my eggs on a piece of toast or something or just like add chips to something the cravings for candy come in at night so i want like toffees and caramels and chocolate and sweet stuff and i don't necessarily want the ice cream because i know now that caloric load added in with all the other shit gets potentially weird uh, so I start to shift just one little minor change starts to shift everything off. But if I'm like fairly strict throughout the day, eggs and meat and, you know, stuff that is just 
normal carnivore stuff, maybe some cheese, maybe a little dairy here and there. At night, I feel totally satisfied with just ice cream. But if I did it any other way, like if I add in bread or chips or anything, I can't hold I think, it. I think that kind of comes down to like a palate thing and a texture thing, right? Yeah. Once you start getting salty, crunchy, crunchy crispy yeah. things in there, yeah. it's it, it your brain, it's just like, and I don't know if this is like an inherent thing or just we associate it with like snacking. Because mm-hmm. um, other, like the way that I would normally eat doesn't look like snacks. Right. It is me... Uh, I usually save most of my meat for nighttime just because I feel like, you know, it sort of sits heavy if I'm active around the day. Yeah. Um, and I do my my dairy or whatever, or even like some bread mm-hmm. as like a very like uh, uh, intentional thing around like training or something. Yeah. And so I don't think about the food. It's just like, oh, I'm going to drink some of this, get this in, yeah. go to the gym, you know, whether have some honey or something. And then I sit down at, at, at night and I have like know two three whatever pounds of steak and i'm like i'm good i'm satisfied Mm -hmm. but i think like a big part of that Mm is and i was talking to aaron about this earlier is getting enough fat in if you if you start to limit the fat yeah yeah yeah. you i i I did that like for two days and my cravings went insane yeah interesting like then like i I, the next day this was like this was months ago this might have been back in like in april or something Yeah, we were talking about because we were both playing around with like a day of just white fish Yeah. yeah and the thing is like you can you can do it right but you have to make sure like I would say like the very next day, like that, um, that morning, I that think. morning have like a fatty steak. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'm good because I, I went, I tried to push that too long to see what would happen. And I think I legitimately ate like 7,000 calories one day and I, <laughs> I ate everything I had in my house. I ate like full tubs of yogurt, like everything I could I get. I thought you were going to say butter. No, <laughs> Well, I, I have the same difference. I, I guess, have been but... eating butter, but, um, th- have... it's sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. just like, it's the, the there's a certain feeling that comes with being properly nourished that leaves me fully satiated. And when Mm -hmm. I do that, like, and I honestly, like for the last couple months, I have legitimately been eating whatever I want. I don't track anything besides just being like, how much, how much sugar is in this? Like how many tablespoons of honey do I need? But at this point I'm like eyeballing it. I pretty much just know, get a minimum of two pounds of meat a day. And that's like in my head. I eat whatever I want and I've been training hard and I, I, I look better now than I've had in, in, in months. And I haven't thought at any point, oh man, this takes me over my calories. But when I look at it at the end of the day, my body just stops eating around like a pretty reasonable point. Sure. And that's even if I eat like a pint of ice cream, which is not a, you know more than maybe once a week kind of thing anyways. Yeah, it's like auto-regulation. Completely yeah. auto-regulation. And I mean, I would think that that's where we should be sort of functioning. I'm not saying you shouldn't live your life and go out and, and enjoy things, but I've been going out and enjoying things yeah. and I come back to my sort of like foundational meat based thing. And I know sort of like what, what the, the quote unquote like plan is like what makes me feel good. Well, people try to get to that point so fast. They try to like, Oh cool. They try to get to the point where they can enjoy things and kind of like, Oh yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not dieting all the time, just like during the week. And then on the weekends, I kind of let loose and do whatever. And that, like, if you don't have a good set point, if you're not lean, active, muscular, and hold that for a very long time, at least like a year or something, and then you go off the rails on the weekend, you you can't auto-regulate. I would say yours works really well because you've done this for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't recommend most people just being like, just eat whatever you want, and when you're hungry, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know that. That's 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 my new diet book. <laughs> yeah, that, but that are the, like that is what people are preaching for diets these days. Right. The, th- the thing the, is, like, like the, that, that hold should, on, let me no, let me get this no, out. No. Like the 
love yourself. Oh, right. Like, you know, whatever size your body is, is the size you're supposed to be and just eat until you're happy. And then when you're happy, great. Maybe eat some more like that fucking bullshit that's going around. Yeah. What, about, what if, if you take that and extract, like whatever size your body is, that's what it's supposed to be. Does that apply people who are starving to death? I don't know. I, I, I mean, no, don't affect change. Like, yeah, I feel like those people, <laughs> the leaner you are, the less happy you're perceived to be. That's such a like, I live in a major city and I'm fucking American and really love nachos I've, point of view. I've been on that borderline, though, where like I'm lean and I feel really good about myself and I'm too lean and I am not happy because all I'm obsessing about is being lean. I for sure think there's too lean. Sure. Yeah. No, no argument. But I I don't think for the majority of the people that have never really paid attention, yeah. not to food, to anything, to just go like, just eat. And when you're hungry, do it again. Yeah. yeah. Like there's too much shit in, at play hormonally, internally, externally. For sure. For you to really know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of comments about like on carnivore diet, don't eat onions. It ferments in your stomach and gut. I, I just want to be clear to the people who are commenting. We're talking to people who have done like really, really long periods of carnivore diet. And now they're kind of coming back in and seeing what works and what doesn't work. So I don't think we set that up in the conversation. Sure. And I think it's important to note, like we're saying carnivore because when people hear it, they know <laughs> idea, like to have an idea of what it means. Like you're eating animal based products only. And we're saying it carnivore because people get what that means, but we're not like hyper dogmatic in the sense that when we say carnivore, we're like, you looked at a sweet potato, you're going to hell. Like yeah. that's not, nobody in this room, I think, believes no. that that's the way any diet should be approached. And I think to identify what I think carnivore diet is, the majority of your calories come from meat. The yeah, majority meat, of your nutrition comes from meat. Meat based. Well, there yeah. is something to be said about like filtering out some of the things and putting them back in to see if you're, oh, totally. yeah. you do well with them or not. Yep. Sure. I, I would always recommend if, if like, I mean, look, like weight loss is important for being healthy. I think fixing digestive issues. I mean, within how sure. dare you? Assuming you, you're <laughs> overweight. Um, I think most people have some sort of internal digestive problem, whether Absolutely. it's from stress, poor sleeping habits, yeah. environmental toxins, whatever it is. All of that. All of those things. Um, I think a really good idea is doing something like a two-month strict meat-based thing. Some people, might, For sure. some people might think like that's really long. Start with a day. <laughs> Build up to a week. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. But I found that once I went through an extended – like it, it took probably four to five weeks uh -huh. before I started to feel – like um, I was like, oh, shit, I'm feeling amazing now. It's things like kind of started to kick in. And as I started to feel um, things kind of start to settle in, a, in like a more kind of happy place. Yeah. I have a really good idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Josh's happy place. Okay. Talk about your happy place. <laughs> Don't forget that idea. I then. won't. It's, it's, in, it's on. All right. It's your and it's because of you. So okay. it's what you said. Um. Like, you were talking about banks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, He's got nothing to do with this, Josh. No. Um, he has something to do with everything. He's with all of us. Because um, <laughs> uh, the, the goal is not to eat meat for the rest of your life and nothing else. This is yeah. your life now. The right. goal, I think, is to find what your body thrives on. Right. And that's going to usually mean resolving some issues. So if you can eliminate everything else, start with meat, start introducing foods, mm -hmm. see what you handle, 
And again, like we're talking like metabolically, you know, Keegan might not do well with carbs. I can hit you and I can handle lots of carbs. Yeah. But like I can't eat a vegetable without getting gas. So people think that like carbs are unhealthy or like sugar's unhealthy, vegetables are healthy. Well, like who are you and what are you talking about? If yeah. I wasn't training, I wouldn't eat nearly as many carbs as I do now. For sure. But I still would not eat these foods that cause me irritation. But it takes lots of experimentation to find that. Yeah. yeah. I had a really hard time when I wanted to start incorporating more veggies into my diet. Fruit, for some reason, totally fine. Veggies, like uh, Devin, one of the kids that trains at our gym, he brought me in like this huge box of tomatoes from his garden. And I'm like, oh man, like this should be totally fine, right? Tomatoes are fruit anyway. But I was dipping some of that in like hummus and just eating it with salt. My, it took my stomach like two weeks to heal from that. Like, I didn't feel good. And yeah, I, I, hummus, because hummus is in the legume family and beans. Yeah. I can't go anywhere near any of that shit. But just how sh- crappy I felt from mm-hmm. like putting those things back in, it wasn't worth it. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm pulling veggies out forever. And, and that's why it's so individual. Because <clears throat> yeah. again, like, it, like, some people need something that looks like carnivore because they need to be keto. Right. right. And there's something that to be said about like, there's foods that, like you know are inherently problematic. Eating a lot of sugar mixed with saturated fat is gonna cause some internal mechanisms down the road if if it's too constant, it's too much. I don't, you're not even close to being in danger of that, obviously. Right. But that's my like that's my worry about those food groups. When we talk about like sugar being bad or carbs being bad, we're talking about the majority of the population that lives in America. That's that's who we're talking about that being bad for as a blanket statement because they overeat everything and they're not in a good spot. They're not in a neutral spot, right? Not not necessarily like super healthy or super unhealthy, but they're definitely not at zero going yeah, and like adding a bunch of stuff line. in. Right, but when you're talking about a food that irritates you, like you noticeably feel like dog shit because of it, like stomach ache, gassy, whatever you want to, like whatever the, the irritant is. Um, you probably want to fucking stay away from that. Yeah. Only because it's going to change your behavior. So like if something actively hurts your stomach, this used to happen all the time because when I was first starting to like diet, I was talking to a bodybuilder guy and he was like, dude, oats with protein and broccoli and like the egg whites. And this is what you should be eating all the time. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And it's got like when you don't know anything and somebody who's jacked out of the mind tells you what to eat, you just do it. And so I was literally eating like raw cabbage salads because there's like tons of vegetables, tons of, and I was oh, like, man, your gut, my fucking stomach I would have been farting was all day a long. Disa- yeah. And I was doing makeup professionally at the time. So, so it was like my gut makeup artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the worst <laughs> gut ache ever. Raw oats with fucking terrible protein on it. Well, oh I think it's God. important to remember that a lot of the, like, the way that people frame eating vegetables in a large part is to take up room in your stomach yeah. to yeah. literally make you uncomfortable so that eating things that have calories, <laughs> right, you right, won't right. do. So you yeah. don't want to eat. Well, yeah. that's a lot of the macro coaches out there, right? Yeah. Like, oh, just fill it in with Food veggies. Volume, like yeah. veggies are free. Eat all the veggies you want and right. then follow these other nutritional guidelines. Yeah, because, your point, because like, calories are all that matter. If you're right. bloated and you feel like shit, you're probably not going to eat more food. But that doesn't mean it's like a healthy practice to just be like, I'm going to fuck my gut up so I don't eat a lot. Right. But yeah. when I eat, you know, very, very fatty meat, mostly meat based, mm-hmm. I feel really, really good. My energy levels are high mm-hmm. and I'm happy. 
and I don't have cravings for other foods. And you're not so, hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah so e- I'm not av- I'm not like purposely avoiding calories. My body is just like you're good. Like yeah. you're getting enough nutrition to yeah. shut it off. Well, it's also I I think it's the amino acid profile from red meat that kind of caps you off and says, all right, you don't need to be in an insulin cycle. Yeah, I mean, I I told you like a while back we were first like talking about carnivore that. If you try to do carnivore like on chicken, yeah, it wouldn't work. Like, unless sure. it was like wild turkey and you were eating like all the organs and shit. Yeah. You know, all the dark. But otherwise, right. you just would not be getting enough. There's not enough fat. Enough, enough yeah. fat and enough uh, uh, nutrients well, at even, all. I For see sure. this problem even in lean game. Like even <clears throat> lean red meat is a little bit too lean. Yeah. And you see this like uh, you'll see it on that survival show that alone when he killed that moose. The moose was too fucking lean, and that yeah. goddamn Wolverine stole all the fat. So he rendered all the fat because that was the important part. And once that was gone, he just started fucking losing weight like crazy because it was too much. Like you, it's it's a ton of calories. Yeah, it's but it's co- too much protein. It's called a uh, rapid starvation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It does happen. So I. Although, I mean, Joe Rogan talks about a lot like, oh, the best thing to eat is wild elk. I don't disagree. It's a fucking phenomenal food source. But if it's wild, it is most likely on the too lean side. Right. So you would need to eat all the organs as well. You'd need all the organs or you would have to supplement with tallow or, and that's kind of, I mean, maybe he's mentioned that one time, like when he was actually doing carnivore, he was eating like tablespoons of fucking bison tallow from, I think, Honest Bison. Or yeah. one of those companies. And you're like, yeah, like eating lean game is not going to make you feel really great. It's not because it's not good. It is like some of the best meat on the planet. It's just that compositionally, it, it, you need more fat to be. Well, like, I mean, it reminds me of like when Bulletproof Coffee first got popular. Yeah. And a lot of your like traditional uh, fitness people were like, oh, adding 200 calories worth of fat in your morning. Like that's not a great way to lose weight. Right. But. It, if you did that and then didn't eat until like 3 p.m. because sure. you were satiated and you were fasting, yeah. you, you, you're going to not reach for the bagel and shit at the office. So here I, I will defend that because I was one of those people that was saying that mostly because I thought butter in your coffee is fucking disgusting. Yeah. But I was I was saying that because the people that I was witnessing doing that, like on movie sets and shit, they would blend up MCT and butter into their coffee. And they just like, treat it like it was a normal coffee. Then, and they also, would, yeah. then they would just grab the fucking bagel next to it and do both. And you're like, oh, fuck. That's like yes. a nightmare yes. if you're adding saturated fat and refined carbohydrates. It's like the worst combination. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do think a part of that is you like the mastication if you will of food mm-hmm. like if people don't have that and they just drink calories it's yes. not nearly as satisfying yeah chewing starts to release things sure. in your stomach and gets like the action going yeah but yeah. then again comes like is it uh hunger versus like a mental like i'm bored and i need to eat something it, probably, that's a huge part of it yeah i mean it probably it could be that very very much so yeah i agree with Cause that I, I mean like i uh i wouldn't say that i don't like intentionally fast mm-hmm. i just end up fasting most days Mm-hmm. And then if, but if like, if I'm training, I'll, you know, I usually only get in like dairy calories during the day. Right. But if I'm not training, like I won't eat until four or 5 PM just because I just don't feel hungry. Yeah. Um, and so if, if you can employ some sort of practice that allows you to find some sort of metabolic flexibility, mm-hmm. you can understand how to eat in a bunch of different schedules, but know what hunger is. Yeah, I, I regularly go without eating very, very long periods of time. And if I'm with like my other friends, like back home, they like they need to eat all the time. I'm like, I'm yeah, I'm good. How do you feel about hanger? Because when I'm like fairly strict carnivore, I feel like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. that even resembles hanger. But like when we did macros a few <laughs> weeks back, you can ask Alex. There was a day where I was like, I need to go get fucking food. Like, leave me alone. 
And like I was like, this is why this is happening, I think. But yeah. I am so fucking upset right now. I need to go get food. So like I was fucking furious. I don't remember the day or what was going on or why I didn't have food. But right. it was like, I need to go get food right now. And I was like, holy shit, this doesn't happen. That's kind yeah. of when I just eat meat and like the occasional pint or three of ice cream. <laughs> Michael's seen me pretty pissed. And yeah, I think we've angry. all seen people to the point where you're like, what the fuck happened to them? It's really rare that I get to that state. If you've ever been on like, like, like you said, like a yeah. bodybuilding diet uh -huh. where you eat every three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I, I did that once and I mean, I got super lean, but if I was like 30 minutes late for a meal, I turn into a raging asshole. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm mostly a nice person. <laughs> like, So, uh, yeah, th and this is like, uh, it just doesn't seem, uh, it's too, I don't know. I mean, people say like, oh, carnivore's so extreme. It's such an extreme diet. And you're like, it's really not. <laughs> Anything that removes thinking about a diet at all, like it removes all consideration for it because it's, it's basically... You know what you're going to eat yeah. for dinner. There's no question. And you, you don't have to like time it. You don't have to measure it. You don't have to proportion it out. It means it's the opposite of that, actually. It's not extreme. Yeah. I think it's extreme that I have to have special dishes and I have to spend a day a week like prepping meals so that I have a meal every three you hours. You need to bring a food scale with you. That's extreme behavior. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, if you, absolute if you have, like, insanity. Six of your cupboards are full of Tupperware drawers yeah. or Tupperware <laughs> containers. Now, sometimes that's required. Sure. If I was like preparing for something very specific and I wanted it like this is where it gets weird. If like my training schedule is so heavy that it makes me almost not hungry because my body's trying to get me to stop doing like hard training to prepare for a competition. I need to force myself to eat. I need to like force calories in. Therefore, a schedule and having food that's prepared ahead of time is really the only way to do it. Yeah. But most and people how, don't live their, their I would lives. Say how, and how realistic is that to do in a year? Twice maybe? If like you're hyper competitive? I think more than once would blow me out. Okay. Like there's no way I'm going to do that more than once. But it's like everyone, <laughs> you know, back in the day or let's say maybe like uh, 10 years ago or so, everyone thought that in order to be a healthy person, you need to eat like a bodybuilder yeah right and then that sort of kind of carried over into like the crossfit scene where mm -hmm. the yeah. popular macro counting stuff came in <laughs> yeah. and it's okay now now like your your just your random like soccer mom at the gym thinks that she needs to eat like a like a competitive crossfitter right. bodybuilder style thing in order to be like healthy and happy <laughs> yeah when like she just needs to work out for an hour a day and just generally eat like a mostly clean diet like whatever yeah. that looks like well that's the funny thing about crossfit is all of these CrossFit athletes are going super hard. I mean, they're requiring so much of their body and they should not be eating a bodybuilder style diet. Right. Like look at how low the fat is and how, I mean, I know that carbs are useful for CrossFit and it's a very like high glycogen sport, but we have like, I work with athletes all the time that are like, no, I gotta bring my fat down, gotta bring my fat down. Yeah. Now my knees don't work. My elbow joints yeah. are fucked. <clears throat> for for leanness, yeah, you got to ditch some fat because you know you just need to find a deficit somehow to start like peeling away layers of stored it's fat. It's the only it's the only sport that I know of that requires athletes to train and work at the level that they do, but also look. Oh yeah, so there's lean. like an aesthetic. Well, I don't, like you well, have to be muscular. I don't and think lean. the sport requires that. The neuroses the of the people in the sport have the like found a way to make it be that. It's it's a it's, culture for sure. And, and you could blame like honestly, it could come down to being a feature that it's it's very hard to monetize. Therefore, although you're doing yeah. the sport and you're saying like, oh, I care about performance, 
there's this way like I'll never be able to sell those twenty dollar awesome well, T-shirts I unless mean, I look good. Let's it's face true. it, it's not a real sport. <laughs> sure, in the sense that it's not like no athletes like the field is not getting paid to participate. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, it's not like a baseball team where you have a salary and you do your thing, and nobody fucking cares how a baseball player looks. Granted, right. you know most sports you're wearing pants, a shirt, a helmet, or something. But in CrossFit, you don't have like a, oh, you guys make the games all the time. You now, top 200 athletes, here's your salary. They all have to make money other ways. And I guess when you work out a lot, the best way to do it is to show your body to people. Now in CrossFit, you only have to wear a helmet if you're riding a mountain bike over grass. <laughs> For 100 meters. For 100 meters. But safety like, first. And then what's my favorite part about that is riding a, a fucking mountain bike over a lawn, basically. And then... Then they had the the helmet on for the rope climbs, and you're like, "That's what you probably fucking need." Yeah, the you should probably for. actually do that all the time. You fall off the bike at 12 miles per hour or whatever pathetic fucking yeah, pace on you're running. Soft grass, you're good. You're you- gonna be just, <laughs> just roll out of it, dog. Like, just, do you remember I, in in Froning's first games when he got second because he couldn't climb the rope? He, he fell, off. fell off the rope and hit his head on a chalk bucket. Fucking. Feet. If that wasn't a chalk bucket, though, if it was something else, like oh, one yeah, of those like yeah. bricks you stand on if you're super short or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we would have been. I don't hel- want to pass up this chance but we're talking about uh, CrossFit and bodybuilding style diets. And my favorite thing ever for one of the most like renowned CrossFit nutrition whatever companies Ooh. is everybody going like back on my RP diet. Oh. And you're like, if it's so fucking good, why do you come off of it every three weeks? Like, why is there like this binge process that happens <laughs> for like a month and then you're back on it and then you look good for a day, and then you're like back off it. And I've, I've always noticed this ebb and flow of people being like, nope, I, I'm getting back on it. Time to get back on my shit. Gonna go on my RP diet. And I'm like, well, it, why is it? Why do you come off of it well, so, all the so time? So here's the thing. It's like, so good. Like, like Michael pointed out, there is a purpose to strict weighing and measuring, kind of figuring that thing out. But if you need to stay in that, for an extended period of time, like the neurosis required sure. to do yeah. that, it's yeah. hard to drive you fucking nuts. Yeah. yeah. If you like, if you can't use that to then find something to like settle into and then occasionally tighten it back up, not fall completely off the rails. Right. It should just be like, oh, I just want to tighten a little bit back up or like I got a competition or it's a summer. I want to look a little bit better. But people think that, you know, they need to be like, you know, for the guy, like 8% body fat year round. Oh my gosh. Which I mean, I've never, I've never gotten that lean before except for the time that I did a juice cleanse for two weeks and I lost 23 pounds, which is not something that I recommend anyone do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it it's just like, it's not necessary for, and it's not possible for the vast majority of people, unless you have a very small, like, you know, genetic window thing. And that's not, yeah. a, that's not even necessarily ideal. You just want to look a certain way. Yeah. I don't even, the, the whole looks thing is a really strange thing as well, especially because like, the RP templates, what you're talking about, are super funny. First of all, you're taking something that like very neurotic and detailed behavior that needs to be accounted for, and you're putting something not so detailed. Like a, it's like using the wrong math to solve a problem, right? You're, it, the same thing. I'm going to come up with a like a to-do list template for people, and it'll just be like at 3 p.m. Do your laundry. People will go, oh, okay, that's what I like better better make laundry I bet, uh, today i gotta do laundry at 3 p.m the template says i should do that and mow you know, your grass i live in an apartment uh <laughs> shit 
Like, and I get it. You're controlling the things that are important, but it's important that people get their laundry done. I'm just arbitrarily assigning at 3 p.m. to make sure that it fits into the schedule. And that's kind of what diet becomes when it becomes neurotic. You're like, you're just arbitrarily assigning that meal number one of day 23 should have 28 grams of protein in it. But if I start fucking counting that, what a waste of energy. And not just that, but like once something goes you know wrong like you miss something or you eat the it's like well what do i do now yeah. like you know people will be like can i combine meals like i missed a meal and oh, dude, like, i've had athletes text me like hey i'm kind of hungry all my macros are up like what should i do <laughs> and i'm like you should probably get rid of your fucking template nutrition coach yeah. and start learning some shit but yeah. template go, nutrition coach <laughs> that, that's what it is isn't it <laughs> I will say if you are gaining two pounds a week and you should be losing weight or that's your goal is weight loss, like come back to tracking and see what you're messing up. For at. sure. That, I think it's useful, but yeah. I don't think the level of the like what it's creating in people right now, I don't think is useful. When people need to accomplish <laughs> something, I'm never against tracking. For sure. It, unless that person is a fucking psychopath and like whatever stress you give them, they do the opposite. Cause there's always this personality type that it's like, okay, I'm ready to make a change. And you give them one task and they're like self-destructive behavior. Like the stress involved with counting the calories, like doubles their stress for the day. They're like agitated by it. And you can see that in some individuals, in which case you gotta be a better coach and think of very clever ways to start like getting them to pay attention without getting them to go in the red. Do you know what my most stressful calorie counting was? Huh. When I had to count for Henry Cavill on Justice League. <laughs> that's that's actually when I lost my neurosis for tracking myself. Oh, really? Because yeah. you did it for him. And I did it for like, him. And this. it was scary. Like when we first started, Michael was like, he's actually gaining weight. I'm like, okay, I'm doing something wrong. So I had like four tracker apps and like weird British tracking apps, like versus American tracking apps and like. I had a I had a bunch and I kind of like went between all of them just to make sure I was doing it right and then we'd sit in fitting and they're like too big too small and I'd be like oh my gosh I don't have time to track my own macros yeah so like it made me a crazy person but yeah. I, I, I I think that but what eventually happens it starts no, I'm just kidding. it starts lining up because you do in fact track yeah and then you you kind of notice what a deficit is and then you hold on to that deficit and then you increase the deficit and then you plateau and then you increase the deficit and then eventually you're like oh here's here's why i am he didn't have to think about any of that shit so because it would be another stress it's being done for him yeah that's yeah. what our job was but to most be that people stress, aren't right? movie stars and they can't sort of afford that kind of situation right well, i mean most people could probably afford they, i mean they can't get their most people can't afford like a private chef but they could definitely afford help with their nutrition. Because yeah. I would weigh it out like this. You being in a deficit will make up for the cost of it. Like you're not eating as much food. Right. And if you prep your food yourself, if you're eating food yourself, which is the most accurate way to do it, is to make your meals yourself, you'll also be able to afford it because you're not eating out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think like, again, it's who we're talking about. And if you are like a movie star or a competitive athlete mm -hmm. and you need to like rein some shit in. I get that mm -hmm. for, for most people, like the, the idea that gaining weight in again, like maybe perhaps a short term is like a bad thing mm -hmm. while everything else sort of kind of sits, like falls into place. Mm -hmm. And for me, like when I went, like when I started carnivore, all I thought was like the first like two weeks I was like, okay, I'm going to hit my same calories. I'm just going to do it with meat. And then after those two weeks went up, I just said, 
I'm just going to eat whatever I want and it's only going to be meat. Sure. And I felt way better and I didn't have to worry about the little can, details. Can I clarify one thing with you? When yeah. you say eat whatever I want, do you mean you'll eat as much, much red meat or animal products as possible based on your hunger? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was eating as much meat as I wanted. I was not worried about staying sure. under any sort of caloric anything. I'll clarify. When I say I'll eat whatever I want, I mean I'll literally eat whatever I want. But I want to feel good too. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. So like if I see something, I'm like, oh, man. That fucking chocolate. I don't do this because I don't really like cake. Sorry, Aaron. But if I, I saw care. like a big chocolate, cake, I was like, I'm going to down that whole, or cheesecake or something. I'm like, I'm going to eat that whole thing. I was, I'm accepting. I'm going to, I'm going to feel terrible for at least a couple hours. I would accept that, but I would eat, I would get what I wanted knowing the consequence of it. Most of the time though, saying I eat what I want, I want to feel good first and foremost. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is that like for like what I'm doing right now, I'm literally eating whatever I want. Mm -hmm. 95% of that are things that like have caused me zero problems whatsoever. Right. Like, yeah, the Halloween party, I had like 10 cookies Yeah, and I felt kind of weird the next day, <laughs> but I, I, I performed well, like in the workout and then I just kind of went back to normal. Yeah. Um, it's like, what do you want? Like, what does someone want? Do you just want to look as good as possible? In the shortest amount of time. Well, possible. I want Kim Kardashian's ass. I want Kanye's lips. I want <laughs> Beyonce's hair, and I want Henry Cavill's arms. I'm ninety percent positive you can buy all of that. <laughs> Maybe not the arms or Kanye's lips. Um, Josh, I have a question. That's Going a back to the beginning, at some point we talked about training, and you said like, um, and I felt the same way. Like strict carnivore, cognitive energy, great. Energy to be physical, not amazing. So I could, this is when I was hiking a lot, I could hike 8, 12, 16 miles fasted and feel pretty good. And they weren't, like, it wasn't just like a long, flat walk. Like, you went on a few. Like, they weren't the easiest thing. They certainly weren't the hardest thing. No, but those were those were some intense hikes. But to, like, come into the gym and put out, like, a solid effort in something that, you know, I definitely had some sort of maybe emotional attachment to because I knew what I've done previously... I like had no drive or go to go do that. Yeah. And I mean, I like if you're going to train and you're going to train in this way, you are hampering yourself if you don't include carbs of some kind. Now, I think the goal is to find the carbs that you handle well, and make you feel good. So if that is honey or some fruit or rice or potatoes or whatever it is, find something that, that you're causes little to no discomfort and allows you to kind of hit your goals. But I think people think that they need more carbs than they actually do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when I was, when I was like last year, like around this time, I had gotten up to like five, 600 grams of carbs a day and I was training, you know, quote unquote, very, very intensely. And I looked great. I looked like amazing and I was very lean and I was performing well, probably didn't feel great. I felt better than I kind of had previously because I had started to refine a little bit what I ate. And that's kind of what led me down to like carnivores. Like, oh, when I don't eat certain things, I feel a lot better. But I was doing that exact same training back in March with full strict carnivore. And my performance was kind of just as good. And that was like zero grams of carbs. Now what I've sort of fallen into is when I added honey and milk and maybe some bread, I'm talking like max 150 grams of carbs in a day on like a normal day. And sometimes that is me doing 
like you know an hour of jujitsu and i'm a white belt and i'm terrible so it's like really intensive um i'm just it's just fucking panic mode um i you know i'll, I'll do something that looks like a, a strength session or like maybe like a like one kind of little metcon thing and then like some bodybuilding and i'm fine throughout all of that i'm just eating when i'm hungry and i just make sure to get something that looks like milk honey and bread in like a little kind of concentrated amount and then i just eat whatever meat i want when i get home for the so rest of the did day. you notice any lulls in march or i mean i know we train a little differently no but. so i mean like the training i was doing at the time was um like strong fit stuff which is like mostly a powerlifting strongman yeah, kind of sure. hybrid stuff move a barbell carry some stuff yeah and i you know i never had to do like six minutes of like continuous output and if i did I would, you know, I would have wanted some carbs. Like I did get on a salt bike at one point and I was looking at like my sort of my Watts and I'm like, this is not, this is not good. Sure. But I was also like, that's not my goal right now. My goal isn't to maximize my performance in this one thing right now. Let me allow my metabolism, my digestion to sort of find a happy place and then launch on from there. So if, if I was, uh, you know, someone who with less experience in training and, you know, performance wasn't as big of a goal, I just like, I want to look better. I want to feel better. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself, like people think I gained two pounds, that's the end of the world, or like my performance got bad, the end of the world. Wait two months and then like see what happens at that point because everyone knows like a keto adaptation takes a couple Six months. Weeks, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's in a sense, I'm doing a, a variation of a keto adaptation with also kind of like a, a, a digestive reset. Give my digestive system a break and then start playing with things. But people get, they can't get away from, I want it all and I want it now. Sure. Right? I want all the things. And you can't have that. And so it's up to you whether or not you're willing to allow something to <clears throat> something to seemingly get worse. I might get a little bit softer looking. I might put a, like slightly lower numbers up, but then it'll pay off in the long run. See, mm-hmm. I didn't get that. And I kind of wanted to go back to what you said earlier about if you want to look a certain way, like mm-hmm. carnivore might make you look a little bit flat. I felt like I looked really good when I first started carnivore and like... I just felt like I looked better and better. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I, I mean, felt like I looked pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, but it could affect people differently. Yeah, and like, for, sure. for For guys that are like, you know, generally shoulder musculature is a little bit more pronounced. Like losing volume through, you know, whatever water stores because of the lack of carbohydrates, it's going to make you look totally different. Like if I do a really strict low carb for like six weeks, I look emaciated. Like I look like I've never lifted a yeah. fucking weight in my life. I mean, I di- I did look pretty flat for about the first like yeah. four six weeks. And then or if something. I eat two hundred grams of carbohydrates, the and next do day some jacked, push-ups, I fine. look like I fucking <laughs> taken like a round of steroids. Like yeah. it yeah. looked like it's 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 shocking how flat you can look sometimes. But that also being said, is like that's not a very important thing to me. So well, I don't. And, and you can it. be not flat very quickly, right? Yeah. So yeah, 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 if you allow sure. yourself to go through that process, be like, okay, I look flat for a couple of weeks. Assuming you don't have a photo shoot or you need sure. to look a certain way, you're still did have assume, so many photo shoots. <laughs> <laughs> assuming that like you're you're eating, you know, perhaps like in a deficit or or yeah. whatever, like you're gonna still be getting leaner. Sure. And then when your body, when you're ready to add carbs back in, you fill back out. Yeah, yeah. And everything's great. I mean, that's the cycle that we'd use for you know prepping somebody for a shoot or prepping somebody to look lean for something. Yeah. It's definitely like minimize carbohydrate, try to flatten them out, and then beforehand 
probably 24 hours were like fucking gorge on sugar like gummy bears all of it because it's like low volume sugar yeah low volume in your stomach yeah i mean like and and that's again like you have a specific goal and that stuff works yeah like you know if i were to do that same thing i might look for foods that like instead of gummy bear i would just eat honey or something or some should we make a honey like a honey gelatin gummy bear yes 100 yeah that'd be awesome there we go you know my one thing that i noticed even after i felt like i adapted fully to strict carnivore is my top end wasn't there like i yeah. i'm pretty familiar with my numbers and what i can hold on pretty much sure almost everything and i like even in the beginning of a workout like in the beginning of a metcon i couldn't pump out the same kind of wattage i my top end just wasn't there and i could hold on to like a 30 minute workout that was kind of like moderate pace actually the workout that we did when you came i thought i was gonna die um but my like my top end just wasn't there and i kind of never got it back even as i like adapted more and more to carnivore yeah and i guess i could have put in more berries and more honey i did add berries and i felt better but it wasn't the same as like eating i mean you're, you're going 50 to need, grams of you're carbs. going to eat a, need to eat a certain amount of carbs and For like sure. and that's what i've done and i still feel great yeah the whole point is finding the carbs that allow you to still feel great right i don't think that eating carbs is bad inherently mm-hmm. um some people like you know if keegan might just feel more sluggish or something without it like that's certainly possible some people might have some metabolic issues or just like genetically for whatever reason. I like pre-workout scones. All right. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, but like, you know, with, with the training volume that I'm doing right now, I have, you know, maybe 150 grams of carbs and like, I feel pretty damn good. Yeah. And then again, like, that's the thing is that I'm still uh, like what Michael was saying, I'm eating whatever I want. So if on one day I want to eat a fuck ton more carbs mm-hmm. or I want to eat a pint of ice cream, I just do it. Yeah, it's it's like finding my sort of like happy self-regulating place where I understand the foods I can choose from mm-hmm. that won't make me feel bad. And I know how their effect on my sort of system. Mm-hmm. And that right. just comes back to trial and error. But now, like, I mean, I, I made a post about this yesterday, but it's like everything that I'm doing is kind of like intuitive based. Mm-hmm. Very, very low structure to what I'm doing. I'm, I have no, I feel like no neurosis. I'm just having a lot of fun. I'm learning jujitsu. I'm getting a little bit of pump in and I'm, I try to hit like a Metcon with friends at the gym because I used to get sad by working out by myself all the time because I was following a strict program. Your life sounds amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. Um, but like, you know, doing this with zero stress, in my opinion, yeah. I look, you know, maybe better than I've, I've had in, I, I don't even know how long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've had to pay, like, I'm putting in a lot of effort, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like it's taking something away from my life. I think that one of the main benefits of carnivore, which kind of overwrites whatever body composition might go out the window or that you might gain, <clears throat> I felt very emotionally... I don't want to say stable because that'll make me sound crazy, but I felt very like even. Yeah, like it wasn't emotionally like, even. Yeah, you didn't have like these huge spikes and like feeling Absolutely. like shit or angry or you yeah. know, sad. And I mean, at that time you had a lot going on too. Yeah, for so sure. I think that says a lot. Yeah, and uh, that is one of the things that I hear most regularly. Like people message me all the time on my Instagram, and people say I felt really good mentally and emotionally on carnivore diet. Hmm. Which is interesting because why would carbs do that? Just putting you in well, an insulin I, I, cycle I, I, and not, crashing you. I think it's it's more complicated than just carbs. It is because like, you know, our our gut is 
where all of our serotonin is, right? Right. And so, you know, they call like, they sort of like refer to our, our gut as like our second brain, you know, and there's all the kind of like gut instinct and all the Mm -hmm. kind of colloquialism that kind of come along with that. But if you're like, if you're constipated, you're going to be in a bad mood. It's got to be Mark. I hope it's Mark. Mr. Twite. We're talking about carnivore diet. Do you want your chair? This is awesome. I'm going to make a photograph. There's also an Instagram live going on. Yeah, wave, Mark. So we just figured something out. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. That's pretty good. There you go. Lambert's impressed. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's the Lambert of God edition. Uh, So we now now that Mark's here, I can (laughs) talk about my good idea that I had. These are always great. You, you remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So I had this great idea. So you know how there's like the whole 30 and we all kind of know that that's bullshit. Right. So the raw 30, I think what's a I've good, seen that video. <laughs> like what's giving people instructions. They usually want to know what they take out. They want to know what they're missing out on. They're like, what are you missing out on? You're like, I can't have wine. I'm just a wine girl. Or like, I just like a piece of dark chocolate, which means you want a whole quart of fucking Ben and Jerry's. That's like the translation of what you're saying. So I have the carnivore challenge that we should start should be the whole cow. You buy an entire cow and you try to eat the whole thing as fast as you can. And you can't eat anything else until you're done. No, with the no, cow. no, no. You can. You can eat whatever oh, else okay. you want, but it'll just detract from the calories that you need to get I'm the calorie. I'm here for it. I just need another freezer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no, you gotta eat that motherfucker before. Yeah, you better hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> you better find a no way to preserve it. It's not that. I guess we're making a lot of pemmican. Yeah, now. right. <laughs> well, that's and that's usually how the best success we have on like, you know, teaching people nutrition is not you can have whatever you want, but aim for these things first. So if you have to eat this first before you can get what you want, there's no room left for what you thought that you wanted. Right. So not what you take out, but what you yeah. add in or focus on. That's the new carnivore challenge. Eat an entire cow as fast as you can. And ramp cow. And <laughs> <laughs> cap? As many cows as possible? Yeah. <laughs> as many meats. As many meats as... We'll get Trevor in on that. And mamp. Yeah, we're yeah. like, Trevor, we all need an elk immediately <laughs> he's like okay but i can only eat these 36 seconds out of the day <laughs> it's my feeding window irrational fasting <laughs> did we talk about what you want to talk about um yeah hey, let me uh you know come and throw a wet blanket on any carnivore talk oh no <laughs> of course not we would never do that aaron was there anything else how you was your el pollo on? loco that was good. <laughs> Speaking of carnivore, yeah. that crazy chicken. It's a weak bird, but sometimes when I'm feeling weak. You feel good to consume something weak. It's the only thing I can. You <laughs> fucking chicken, man. Even a goat yeah, gives so, me problems. Sometimes you got to choke the chicken. That's pretty good. Well, you cover everything you wanted? Yeah, All I right. think so. Thanks, guys, for that <laughs> chat on yeah, carnivore thanks. diet. Hashtag Sweet. that dong life. That don't know. Um, if you guys want to know a little bit more about carnivore diet and weight loss, weight gain, um, nutrition for training, um, my book comes out January twelfth. Check me outside. Yeah, catch me that? outside <laughs> on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Nice. <laughs>